0: I'm Luka Doncic and this is Locked On Mavericks Podcast. The Mavericks are NBA champions. Bang! Bang! It's good! And the Mavericks have won the game! Thank you, Mr. Doncic!
1: I came to coach basketball players and you became students. I came to teach boys. And you became men.
0: And welcome! You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Angstead and joining me, as always, my co-host, contributor at Mavs.com. The finals fiend, the one more thing king. What you got for me, Isaac Harris?
1: Alright, gotta do a little promo right now for the Dallas Zoo. Hey! Friends of the podcast!
0: Friends friends of the pod, the Dallas Zoo! Literally!
1: We should just change up the intro. This podcast is brought to you by the
0: Dallas Zoo. <laughs> Unofficially, officially brought to you by the Dallas Zoo.
1: <laughs> now, we mentioned last week, or at least I did on this podcast uh, throughout there, I was like, hey, we're looking at trying to take my two-year-old son to the zoo for the first time, but we were kind of skeptical on like safety stuff, and we haven't, you know, we've been taking everything really seriously, and but we're like, hey, it's an outdoor thing. This looks like it could be a fa- uh, uh, a fun, safe um family outing and we said that on the pod the zoo reached out to us and offered to bring us to the zoo on them and uh so it was super cool we reached out to nick and myself we took them up on the offer my family did we went on monday and had parking pass had you know admissions for uh, my family my, my dad was in town he got to and take just... home a
0: baby giraffe it was the wildest thing like it's in your backyard
1: we brought home a baby giraffe. My son rode this elephant and we kissed a zebra. And it was not, it but it was it, honestly, it was a blast. I was super impressed with just everything. They had, you know, every path had these barriers in between, it was a one way street. Um, you know, so many things, a lot of things were closed as far as like, we didn't do anything indoor. I know there's a couple things indoor that you could, you know, go through. Uh, but my son had a blast. Everybody was wearing masks, you know, the entire time, the gift shop, they were only letting a certain amount of people in at a time. Uh, the only thing was, you know, like people have to just abide by social distancing. Now we went on a Monday morning, so it was a great like hardly anybody there. But like you know, there, it's not like they have security there saying, "Oh, stop!" They have things on the sidewalk though. As human beings, you got you just wait, you know, like so. Um, but it was it was just like we had a, a blast there. We had a lot of fun. My son loved it. And they had like Germ-X bottles and like sanitation stations all over the zoo. Just everything about it. I was super, super impressed by. So hats off. Honestly, a touchless experience. Like from the moment you walk through the, the gate, you scan your tickets on your phone. You don't have to touch any doors. To I mean, there's not, literally you could go through the whole thing at the zoo and not touch a single thing and walk out. It was that much fun. Super safe. So hats off to the Dallas Zoo. We had a lot of fun.
0: There you go. There you go. We promote the Dallas Zoo. We we appreciate yes. you guys. Thank you for uh, for that experience.
1: Any other company want to give us something free and bring <laughs> us there? We will talk about it on the pod. So
0: there you go. Yeah, there's our example. If you want to give us free stuff, that's what we just said about the zoo. We'll do the same for you. Wow, well, that just rhymed on purpose.
1: Whoa!
0: All right, on today's show, we are going to rank the available coaching jobs because this is a cr- <laughs> it's so wild the jobs that are open right now. There's five coaching jobs available that have
1: two all-stars on them are you counting Matt Ryan and Hula Jones in Atlanta or <laughs> did no, he get fired sorry. Did Dan, Dan Quinn get fired Dan Quinn didn't get fired yet so he deserves Rockets
0: Clippers Sixers obviously Pelicans sneaky one you have mm-hmm. Drew Holiday and you have Brandon Ingram true Pacers sneaky one Oladipo for now we understand we'll talk about Oladipo at some point for sure we've talked about him already I was going to say, so we've and talked bonus, about a lot. the other, the other all star. Uh, the, the, the only one without two all stars is the Thunder. And they have Chris Paul and Shay Gilgis. And, you know, sixth man of the year should have been Dennis Schroeder and a bunch of draft picks. So we're going to rank the open coaching jobs. But first, we want to get our five star Apple Podcast review questions in. This is from GHCFJ. Shout out. He wants to know do we have a better chance at landing Bradley Beal through a trade? Or Giannis through free agency, and which do you prefer? He said, personally, I would take Beal over Giannis fit-wise. Would you sacrifice defense, but he would average, we would average 140 points a game? <laughs> what do you think about this?
1: Um, I mean, yes, on the core fit. I mean, we've talked about it, uh, I guess, a while back. Somebody asked who would be the, the ideal perfect fit of any player in the league. And we talked about Kawhi, Klay Thompson. Brad Bill's kind of in that same group for you know for me because he does bring you that secondary score. You can run the offense you know through him. You can run Luca off the ball. You can play some defense. Love everything that Bradley Bill gives you. But if you can add Giannis <laughs> for free, I'm taking the two time MVP. I'm taking Giannis that route. If you're saying would I rather sign Giannis outright or trade to get Bradley Bill, I would much rather sign Giannis for free. The question is. Do you have a better
0: chance at landing one of them? And I think the I still think the better chance would be Giannis because a Bradley Beal trade would be not 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 doable. But the Mavericks don't have a ton of stuff. Like you know, me and Tony East from Locked On Pacers were talking today about what the Mavericks could offer for Oladipo, and it was like they only have a couple draft picks, and it's this year, right? (laughs) Their window
1: is kind of this year to trade with a couple draft picks. So. But the thing with Oladipo, though, is I've, I feel like his, his value has never been lower. Yeah, right way now. lower this than Brad Beals, for sure. So, like it, in a way, the Victor Oladipo situation is kind of like Porzingis when he was in New yeah. York. Somebody can, like, whatever package they're going to get from Oladipo is probably going to be something that is not as big as what a lot of people think it could be. Right down to his hurt legs,
0: the same exact situation.
1: <laughs> not the Five. same type of it. Coach is gone, hurt leg, he's ready to go. But if but if Brad Bill does, which Washington has been very clear that they don't want to trade Bradley Bill. I mean, they heck, shouldn't. if somebody yeah. if somebody wants to be there, keep him there, okay. And that's it. And like he's under contract, under his big extension. If they did try to trade him, he literally fits with every team in the league. So it's just a matter. He's young. He's an all star. He's an incredible player. Off ball, it's just gonna on be a, ball, everything. Yes, it's going to be a bidding war at that point. And sorry, if it's a bidding war, Dallas is out on the bidding war. It takes a unique situation, but we said the same I'm, thing about
0: Porzingis, though.
1: <laughs> no, it's a different situation, though. That's why I'm saying Oladipo. I don't think Dallas is out on that because I think that's it. That's a Porzingis-like situation, an All Star, but it's not at the top of his like trade value All Star and just contract situation, injury history, everything with Indiana. You got to find a team that's willing to take a chance on it too because he's about to free. It. There's so much stuff with it that I think we've been very open. Oladipo is the target this year. If Dallas can go get him, you go get him. And I I would love for them to go get him.
0: Absolutely. If you want one of your questions answered just like we did, give us a review on Apple Podcasts. Five stars. Put a question in there. We'll answer it. We're getting to them. Getting close. Getting close to a 1,000. Let's go. Not that close, but we're getting there. All right. Coming up, let's talk about the open coaching jobs. There's six of them right now. Rockets, Thunder, Clippers, Sixers, Pacers, Pelicans. We're going to rank them, talk about which coaching job we'd rather have, talk about how they relate to the Mavericks, talk all of that coming up. But before we do, Isaac Harris. Sometimes when you and I are together, you want one kind of food. I want another kind of food. I have a diverse taste in food. You what was the last meal we ate together? You do not have a diverse taste in food. I don't. I don't. <laughs> I'm trying to work on it, though. You're very picky about what you want, but with DoorDash, you can get exactly what you want, I can get exactly what I want, if we're ever together in the same room ever again, we can do it with DoorDash. DoorDash ordering is easy. Open the DoorDash app, choose what you want to eat, and your food will be left safely outside your door with new contactless delivery drop-off setting. With over 300,000 partners in US, Puerto Rico, Canada, and Australia, so all of our international listeners... Uh, except Puerto Rico and the U.S. That's, that's the same. But you can support your go- local go-to restaurants or from, from national restaurants like Chipotle, Wendy's, Cheesecake Factory, all those. Right now, our listeners can get $5 off and zero delivery fees on their first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter the code LOCKDOWNNBA. That's $5 off and zero delivery fees on your first order when you download the DoorDash app in the App Store. Enter code LOCKDOWNNBA. Don't forget, code NBA for $5 off your first order with... DoorDash. All right, Isaac Harris. Let's talk about these open coaching jobs. Do we want to rank them first, or do you want to just go ahead and, and talk through some of these?
1: I was going to say, do you just want to do... Because I've seen Nick's list. He tw- he tweeted it out. My list is going to look really different than him, and we, we differ big time on a couple of these teams. So do you just want to do... Team by team, and just throw a team out, and you say where you have them. I say where I have them, and we just kind of like popcorn like that of why we have them where we have them. This is we just had our pre-show meeting just now. That was it. That was our, pre- that was our pre-show meeting. That that was it. <laughs> because another one of these things that I mean, we can act, we talk about this more at the end. Of I, we're kind of doing it because it's just a fun thing to talk about. But also Jamal Mosley. One of the, the head assistant a coach for Rick Carlisle here in Dallas, he's getting interviewed with a lot of these teams, and he deserves that man. Like, yeah, for yeah, we've talked about this for for Mosley. I hope he gets one of these jobs. It's only a matter of time until he gets one of these jobs. Selfishly, I don't want him ever, ever to leave. But Mosley was uh, he got interviewed for the Chicago job. Stephen Silas got interviewed for the for the Chicago job. Uh, Mosley's been interviewed for a lot of these Knicks. jobs, and
0: his interviewed with the Knicks too.
1: Yes, the next job and yeah, a Which, couple of these phew, jobs. Glad
0: glad he was saved yes. saved from that job, that situation. By the way, Jamal Mosley. If you guys don't know, he coached the summer league team a couple times. Stephen Silas has also coached the summer league team a couple times. Jamal Mosley is the is the coach that slapped Luca in the face. Remember that one gift that was going around all. I over the I love that. That's what you, where he, I mean, but that's. I'm just saying, if you are uh, you know, a it Matt, was a,
1: if you did not see it it was very <laughs> playful. Luca and him have an incredible relationship
0: that's, together. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. He's, he's that that you know gif that was going around and everyone was like wait what is going on why did that coach just slap him in the face it's cuz Jamal Mosley's been working with Luka he's kind of his coach certain assistants have certain players that they sort of you know work out with you know warm up with do one-on-ones and so if you saw that gif a while ago that that's Jamal Mosley and Steven Silas and the, has been and, the one that usually takes over for Rick Carlisle when he gets ejected yeah
1: <laughs> Silas very very calm uh very calm guy but like if Rick announced tomorrow that he's retired from the NBA Mosley would be the betting favorite uh <laughs> would be the betting favorite uh to take over the mavericks the mavericks absolutely love him too he does a lot of stuff off the court anyway Mo- everybody loves jamal mosley does a lot of team usa stuff too so he definitely has ties through that a lot of players love him a lot of pregame this is some of the pregame stuff that i really miss of seeing and stuff that's just like kind of goes underneath the radar when when you get there early and you see these players from opposing teams come out that's one of the things I always pick up on, seeing all these opposing players, not just the players, but the star players from the other team go across the court, make a point to go over there and holler at Mosley and dab him up and talk with him for a bit. Everybody loves yeah. Small Mosley. So Yeah, and Sham God. They
0: all love Sham God too. They all, they oh, all yeah, talk yeah. shit. <laughs> he oh, probably yeah, gets the most from other teams. All right, let's go uh, six to one. We'll just each share which one we have. Number six. So this is the the worst of the of the coaching jobs. Yeah. I took this whole exercise and I said, which job would I want, right? If I'm a coach, which job would I want? And number six to me, the worst job available of the
1: six. The Houston Rockets. Assuming the contract's the same for all, all the teams. Let's I'm saying sure.
0: you know, five years, fifty million, you know, ten million year, yeah. whatever. Like it's it's all the same in each place. <laughs> the Houston Rockets are the bottom for me. Yeah. I, I think that that job is just that's so tough you have so many you have so many constraints and I actually have the sixers fifth because you have so many basketball constraints for both teams because I don't know if the front office wants to trade any of those guys. You know, Russell Westbrook, they probably want to trade him now, but I don't know if they're going to be able to. Sixers, I don't know if they're going to be able to, you know, if they want to trade Embiid or Simmons. But it's just so hard to fit a very specific kind of basketball that they have to play, and you almost have to discover it. You almost have to figure out what style of play because we haven't seen one really work for these guys. Rockets, you've seen it work in the regular season. Sixers, you've seen it work in the regular season. But when push comes to shove in the playoffs, it just doesn't, it doesn't work. Wait,
1: so you're lumping the Sixers with the Rockets.
0: Yeah, I I put them the same.
1: Because I also because
0: also with the Sixers. You have the Horford contract, you have the Tobias Harris contract. Like you're stuck. That's your team, right? And if that's your team, what's your ceiling? I mean, maybe you make another Eastern Conference finals, but at least I they're in the Affiliate
1: one. I have affiliate 1. You have affiliate number 1. Number 1. Yes. Yes. Wow. I'll explain my logic in just a second. Let's talk let's bash the Rockets together for a second. Yeah. So the Rockets, the worst job on this list, and I tweeted this out today. My, my best friend's a huge Rockets fan. He, he texted me and was like, "Blowing away. He's like, how in the world can you say this on Twitter? We're not the worst job, blah, blah, blah. First off, the owner. I do not want to work for that guy, okay? I don't want to deal with Tillman. I don't do nope. any of that stuff. Yeah, Ownership nope. does matter. Um, is Maury going to stay? I think the, the James Harden situation, this is a roster built for D'Antoni style, and Dan Tony's not there. So th- then you, I mean, if you want to say, is this a horrible roster? I wouldn't say it's a horrible roster. No. But if you take James Harden off the roster, is it a horrible roster? I wouldn't say it's an amazing roster. You it's, have to deal with the Westbrook conundrum. It's like, not
0: 09 Cavs or 07 Cavs, but. It's,
1: no, it's not that. But you have to figure out a way to maximize Westbrook because you're probably not going to be able to trade him. You have the looming free agency of James Harden because no one's really talking about that, but. Like he he he's gonna, he has a player option for the 2022 season that's coming up before we even realize it. So I just think you have high expectations whoever comes in there. Like you like you have to win, and so I just don't like taking over somebody else's schematic roster that was built for D'Antoni with the high expectations. You have to maximize Westbrook. Deal with that owner. That's the worst job for me. That was if I had my choice. That's the worst one.
0: Yeah, we're in agreement on that. The worst one you have, you know, the roster constraints with what kind of movement you can make, plus the style that you have to, you know, you have to decide on and like the thing is, they're going to probably go back and trade for a center or do or change it up a little bit depending on which coach comes in there and then they're going to be without some wings and they're already yeah. sort of low on wings. So and that that Like that Co- Covington can legit
1: up. go from playing a small ball 5 to like playing a 3 next year and it's like what well what happened like yeah so but anyway that's just the worst way so for actually nick and myself we have fl- we're flip flop because i have the thunder at five and i know nick have the thunder at one yeah i have the thunder at one uh sixers sixers
0: five though i think that's i think that's a a bad job because of all the things we just said about the rockets yeah <laughs> roster but, but, constraints younger team though so i put him ahead of the rockets yeah you get a, you get a younger team. You're in the Eastern Conference. There is some movement yes. there. Those players are more tradable than the Rocket than than Westbrook and them. They have a little bit, bit more to move. Uh, Here's I, my thing with Philly. I think there's
1: I think there's still all the pressure. I think there's still all the pressure of all the other Not places. As, I don't think there's as much because I think you walk into a honeymoon phase because right now so many people know that there's a roster problem. So like Brett Brown was the scapegoat. So Brett Brown gets fired, you're replacing Brett Brown. If you step in year 1 and it doesn't work, you know who's not getting fired? You're not getting fired. Somebody's getting traded. So therefore it's buying you an extra time. So one of the two Simmons or Embiid, if it doesn't work the first year, one of the two, Embiid or Simmons is going to get traded if not before like the season even starts. At that point, then you're then you're like you have time because then you have a new look roster. You have you're the building around Simmons, you're building around Embiid. But if you do make it work, then you're looked at it as a god in Philly. <laughs> if you make that work between Simmons and Embiid, you're looked at. I mean, it's incredible at that point. Plus, you are in the Eastern Conference, and that there's a that's a big difference being in the East than the West. So for me, I would, yeah, Philly's number one on this list because you have two young superstars who are under contract for the next what four to five years, and there's moves to be made as far as if they want to split them up. But you walk in year one, and I think you're you're you have house like. You have house money at that point because if it works, it's amazing. If it doesn't work, they're going to overhaul the roster, and it's not your fault because it was, you know, it was Brett Brown's fault, you know, at that point. So that that's the situation, and it's Philly, Sports Town, everything with that. That's my number one job if I'm taking that.
0: Sixers fans, no, no slack at all, like no, no grace. Yeah, for sure. And I, I think that you're walking into with this job a way worse version of the. Durant, Westbrook, Thunder. Right, like this is Billy Donovan taking over for Scott Brooks, almost exactly the same, except for it's a way worse version of it. because well, I don't think that Embiid him. is anywhere close yeah. to Durant. Uh, Westbrook and Simmons are
1: probably you know s- similar, maybe not skill level, but uh, I. But think if that- Embiid and them had made it to the finals and they were, that would be one thing. But it hasn't. It hasn't worked. They haven't even made it to a conference finals. Yeah, there's so, a reason
0: for that. There's a reason for that. I know, and those guys I know are, but
1: that's the thing. They should it's have like, made it not- by now in the east. Yeah, but but I think everybody can agree that or a lot of people agree that it, it's a it's mainly a roster problem. It wasn't a it wasn't a coach problem. It's just Brett Brown had to be the scapegoat for it. So, at some point they're going to make a trade. I think they'll make try to make it work with a new with a new coach, but eventually they'll break it up, go with a new style, and then it, you have time at that point. I mean, they're going to give you a year or two at that point with the new look roster. Is, so, is a new coach coming in going to make
0: Joel Embiid play like an all NBA player or an MVP?
1: like he's supposed Maybe, to be Maybe, I don't
0: know. cuz cuz I don't see that. I mean, if he's not going to be mo- <laughs> I, what's going to motivate MB? That's the biggest job for this coach, I think. Is to try and get him I just him think into you're it.
1: locked in. I think I think whoever takes this next job, you're locked in for at least 3 to 4 for at least as five long five as that a contract. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think I think you are locked in. Let's transition to the Thunder because you have him one, I have him five. And for me, OKC is the is the classmate is the person we know that peaked in high school. Because for me, OKC is the team that Billy Donovan was perfect for that team. And now they're going to suck. Yep. Because So now you're going to take over this team that Billy Donovan got literally the most you could possibly get out of that roster and that team. And now they're not only replacing Billy Donovan, who was perfect for the team, with you. But now they're going to sell off pieces and you're going to be expected to suck. So this is that's why I don't think whoever gets hired here is going to be the coach that leads them back to the playoffs because I think we see like, sometimes we see these transition coaches where you're going to suck for the next two or three years. And at some point they're going to look at it and say, all right, your record is, I don't know, 48 and 178. We're going to bring in a bigger, well-known coach once we have some higher draft picks and all that stuff. So, that for me, that's one of the worst jobs in this list. This job is Brett Brown at the beginning of the
0: process, right? This is a, almost yeah. the exact same uh, thing, except for you have more stuff this time. You have actual stuff that you can. You have you have you know SGA already. You have all the draft picks that they have. You have Lou Dort who's something. You have Darius Baisley, who can be something. You have you have some guys there already. And so you already have a little bit of a foundation. You have Chris Paul still; they haven't traded him. It seems like every time we talk about him, we're like, oh, he's gone, but he's still there. True. So you have that kind of foundation, and that's a guaranteed five years that Thunder job, I think. I don't know because you're going backwards, you know, like. But you're agreeing when- to the rebuilding. That's the reason why Billy Donovan left is because he's like, I'm not going to rebuild, and so they they know that they're rebuilding, and so I think that guarantees that the
1: coach possibly the other thing I don't, is I just don't should know. we
0: go for the rockets job because you could get fired year one and still get paid for five years <laughs> okay that's a whole different angle
1: that's <laughs> that's for sure coming up
0: let's get into our top four the rest of them that we'll get into and how we differ on some of them but obviously pelicans pacers clippers up there for us so we're, we're yeah. kind of in agreement on those so we'll talk about those jobs coming up but before we do isaac harris built bar the best tasting mm. protein bar ever Protein bar it tastes like a candy bar. Legitimately does. Covered in 100% chocolate. They're delicious. They're awesome. The entire network has been talking about them for, I don't know, like six months? Ever? I mean, forever. <laughs> and we are still talking about them. We're still eating them. Hosts are still reordering them. Isaac is still eating them every day.
1: Yeah, I ate one this morning on the way to a like 9.30 meeting.
0: Eat them every day. They're low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber, great for a keto diet. Example, the Cookies and Cream Bar, 17 grams of protein, 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 grams of net carbs. 4 carbs and 4 grams of sugar with a bar that's covered in 100% chocolate is incredible. Right now, go to BuiltBar.com. Use the promo code LOCKEDON. You'll get $10 off your next order. Use the promo code On. $10 off at BuiltBar.com. All right, Isaac Harris. Let's talk about the next best jobs. So we already have, we we differ a lot on the Sixers and the Thunder. I take the job because there's way less pressure. The, The job with the least amount of pressure, I think Sixers has a lot of pressure. Number four for me is the job with the most pressure of all these, and that's the Clippers. Clippers' job has so much pressure, I think, because you literally only have one year and you but you have the most talent of any of them and so I'm I pick that job higher than the Sixers or the Rockets because you have the most talent it is a lot of pressure but at least you have the tools to get the job done Sixers and Rockets I don't think you have the tools to get the job done you have to make some moves or do something but with the Clippers I know you have that
1: yeah I have the Clippers at three uh, for me Balmer and management in LA uh, definitely meant something to me in that um, yeah in a good I, I way or a bad way in in a good way, I, I like uh, the Clippers' upper management. I you like know he's Lawrence spend. Frank. Yeah, you know he's going to spend. Spend. You are living in L. A. You have Lawrence Frank. You have Jerry West. Um, I I, they, I like. They a bit did of just that.
0: make a massive like billion dollar investment in this stadium. That this when is it yeah. going to get filled? Like because of the pandemic, it's like a really bad timing to be opening a stadium. But yes. there is that's that that also adds pressure to this job as well to be good to win a title potentially or to have this team be you know
1: the best clippers team ever um yeah you- doc rivers statement on twitter most surprising part of it was clipper nation i didn't even know there was a clipper nation so <laughs> that was my main takeaway from that statement but
0: you have the greatest um, center in nba history and even it's a zubat like man do you know
1: they got him for free do you
0: know they got him for for six months of mike muscala did you know that doc rivers is seth Cur- Zubac? so sorry i know i pronounced his name wrong it's zubats well,
1: which. With the Clippers, you still have Kawhi, who I still think is the best overall player in the league. (laughs) Um, You do have, yes, you have that one-year pressure, but I don't think they're, like, even if it crashes and burns next year and they get put out in the first round, I don't think the head coach is getting fired again. So, Well, the players
0: will probably all leave. Like (laughs) George and Kawhi might leave after next year, and then all of a sudden you have a different coaching job.
1: Yeah, but you're still in LA with good management and bombers. So it's like, uh, that's why they're three for me. There is a ton of pressure on them for next year, but I don't think it's like lose your job type pressure unless, yeah. So that's why it's it's three for me on my list.
0: Yeah, it's not championship or bust over there. (laughs) Tell that to Doc Rivers, Paul. Thanks, Paul George. (laughs) Paul George. Number three for me is the Pacers. I think... The bar is very low for the Pacers right now. They got swept. They've been swept in the first. They've been swept in the first round three out of the last four years, which is like kind of a low key thing that you don't really realize. But Pacers have been in the playoffs, you know, consecutive years. They've been good, but they have this young core too that's really interesting. Oladipo wants out, yes, but you don't have to trade him now. You can try and you know see if he'll. You know, jive with the next coach and see if he still wants to stick around. You have Brogdon, you have Sabonis, really, you know, young all stars. Brogdon, by the way, is 27. He's not as young as we think he is. Uh, Miles Turner maybe wants out as well, but if you can make all that work, like those are, that's a pretty decent young core. And, you know, Indiana's not a bad place to live.
1: It's not bad. I had them at four, and it's kind of the same reasoning I had for the Thunder that I feel like they they kind of peaked. I feel like their best years were the past year or so. They won 45 games last year. They've been in the playoffs. They were the fourth seed in the Eastern Conference, and the idea of going to a small market team that their star player wants out, possibly even Miles Turner, that they might offload some of their guys, that part scares me a little bit because I think it's almost inevitable that they go backwards, because we don't, I mean, I think we both agree, we alluded to a while ago, that they're, it's not like they're going to bring in some crazy all-star for Oladipo, probably. They're, his value isn't very high, so, I mean, it, I shouldn't say that. His value isn't as high as it was. As it should be, as an all
0: as a multiple-time all-star yeah. should be. The thing about that, though, is they have pieces to make a move, though. Like, they could make a trade if one of these guys becomes available. Like, a couple of those guys, you, tr- you package them and, all of a sudden, you put an all, you know, real all star, all NBA guy with Sabonis, and that's something, you know?
1: True. Yeah. I just think that that version of their team was the best over the past year or so. And I don't think they're as good moving forward. Small market. It's just that that vibe is not. I would not be banging at their door if I had other jobs open and and just begging for that job. That job scares me a little bit.
0: I'm taking the low. It's I think it's lower pressure though. (laughs) I'm taking I'm taking the lower pressure.
1: It's definitely lower pressure, but (laughs) yeah, I I think there's it's like that whole risk reward and floor versus you know your ceiling and what matters to you the most when it comes to taking jobs. You want long term security, but you don't care about winning a title, or would you love the fame of winning a title and you take the pressure because if you do win in Philly. Or for the Clippers, then you're a legend and you're locked in for like 15 years.
0: <laughs> that means we both have the Pelicans at number two. I think that's pretty easy. I think they have to be in at least the top three, you know, or the, yeah. the top half of these jobs because you have Zion, you have Brandon Ingram, you have all this young talent uh, that they got in the Anthony Davis trade that was actually a good trade for the Pelicans. And you have like pieces there. You have Drew Holiday you could use to make another move, you have, you know, veterans there and JJ Redick. <laughs> Uh and Derek Favors, like they have a really solid, you know, group. You are in the West, which is bloodbath, but you bring it in and you figure it out with that team and you could have something in
1: a couple years. Let's just say, let's just preface the good trade part. It was a good trade for where they were at. <laughs> if if the clutch stuff and the pouting from A D didn't happen, then it's not a good trade because you're trading literally a top five player in the league. So they got an all star though back. Oh, stop. And two other it good a, pieces and some draft picks. It was a good trade for where they were at. The the corner that they were backed into, it was a good trade considering. It was that. better than so, the Kawhi Leonard trade. Yeah, for sure. It, once again, it's it's a good good trade for the corner they were backed was into. Was it better than but, the Paul George
0: trade? Either of them. The Pacers or the Clippers. <laughs>
1: Either. Uh, we gotta see what the Clippers draft picks turn out to be. If the Clippers this thing crashes and burns and those draft oh, yeah. picks turn into like like the, it's literally like a Nets Boston type trade. Then it could it'll, it'll be an all timer. But that Paul, once again that Paul George trade was made for Paul George and Kawhi Leonard. You don't get Kawhi if you don't if you don't get Paul George. So that trade was for Kawhi and Paul George. But um, <laughs> yeah, everything with the Pelicans for sure. The only thing about it's the West, uh, yeah. but you do have a young superstar in Zion. I do think that that is definitely a positive, but it's also a little wild card in there too because you have the pressure of figuring out how to maximize this young guy's potential. And he's not a Luka LeBron. There is a unique factor about Zion that you have to figure that out. Like you have to figure out how to utilize his unique talents because he's not like we've talked about Zion a lot before. I think it's going to take a special system, a special coach to really... And if they hit it, then we can see a crazy version of Zion that we all expect. But if they don't and they try to put Zion into this like box or this role then it, it's going to be a weird fit. So I think there is a little bit of pressure with the Zion thing, but there, it's still too young of a roster. You have flexibility. The Drew Holiday thing situation is interesting because everybody wants to throw his name out there in trade rumors. <laughs> and I'm just like, I don't understand why they would trade him. I would hold on to him. I know he has a, a player option in 2021, but if I'm them, I'm holding on to Drew Holiday. I think I want him around my young guys and on my team. So, I, But I think it is a really good job.
0: I want Dan Tony to go there. I want Dan Tony to go yeah, there. Yeah, me too.
1: Do the same thing that he did
0: with the Rockets, basically. And just run oh, that, yeah. you know, run that small ball with, you know, Zion, Ingram. Ingram would be like your four, Zion, your five. Heck yeah. I'm in.
1: Any any predictions for some of these? let's both say Dan to the Pelicans. Yeah, I think Ty Lu's Clippers, I think he's getting promoted. Me too. Me too.
0: Rockets, uh, Rockets. I think, go Jeff Van Gundy.
1: Just run it back. Honestly, I don't know what Houston does. Well, first it of going. all, can we
0: talk about why is Jeff Van Gundy always mentioned for every coaching job? Is he interested in coaching? He doesn't seem interested in basketball when he talks about it on the broadcast. So why would he want to go back and coach? Can somebody just hire Mark Jackson? That's all I want. <laughs> Get him out of the booth. Do you know that there are odds for Reggie Miller getting hired as a head coach? Please, him and C-Web. I think it, was, Cl- Deion I think it was odds Sanders for the and Clippers' job. Like his... I, think you can, I think it's 33-1 to 1 odds that you can bet for Reggie Miller.
1: I'm like, Reggie Miller? Oh, my gosh. I think Doc should go to Philly. Let's say D'Antoni to the Pelicans. Um, oh, Doc to yeah. Philly I think would be good. That's like it. Ty,
0: yeah,
1: yeah. Talu Clippers. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, do we both agree the Pacers and Thunder probably go like a younger culture out, like a Mosley, somebody yeah. somebody like that, possibly. Yeah, hopefully, but, hopefully not Mosley, but Rockets, Sam Cassell. Uh, that's that's a good one. I'm in on that one. Sure, Jerry <laughs> Stackhouse just,
0: for the Thunder. Jerry Stackhouse. That no, honestly, locked on Thunder. Ry- Ryland, as uh, he always mentions, Jerry Stackhouse as a guy for the Thunder. I'm like, that's an interesting name. Somebody should hire Becky
1: Hammonds, by the way.
0: No, she, she's waiting for Pop to be done. That, that's my thought. What about TD? Tim Duncan is not going to be the coach. I don't think he wants to. I think he just likes hanging around the team. <laughs> uh, I think right, they're actually. waiting for Becky Hammond to to become the coach. As soon as Pop is done, she's going to step in. All right, get out of there, Pop. Go to Brooklyn. Even though all of a sudden that's not as good of a position. Like all, for, we're like, oh, man, she'll take over the Spurs. But now it's like. Oh man, she's gonna take over the Spurs. It's not that great of a job there, right now. But there's
1: but that goes back to the whole like front office ownership type of thing to where that would be I think you would have a comfort of taking over that job knowing that if they're gonna give that to you to succeed pop, you're gonna they're gonna believe in you. You're gonna have time and just everything with that and the culture established there. That matters. I and think. you
0: have team equity there for Becky Hammond as well. She's been there, she's gone sure. through the system, all that stuff. So there you go. That's what we think about the coaching jobs. Tweet us at Lockdown Maps, at Nick Ben Exit, at Isaacale Harris. Let us know what you think. Finals game one tonight, if you're listening to this on Wednesday. It feels like Christmas to me, no matter if, if my team is in it or not. Like last year, it felt like the, the Christmas to me. Just game one, there's something about it, the first finals game. So I'm excited, obviously. Isaac, less so excited. Yeah, go Heat. <laughs> Guys, thanks for listening to Locked On Maps.
1: Peace out. Boom. You've achieved something that some people spend their whole lives trying to find. What you achieved is that ever elusive victory within and gentlemen I am
0: so proud of you